can go back to Mark's Gospel to hear what the Lord has for us today. Mark chapter 11. If you have your Bibles, we will read from verse 25. Yesterday we looked at these key verses on faith in the entire Bible. These are some of the most important concerning faith. We read Mark eleven twenty two to 23, 24, that is. And those verses say, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, I'm giving you the assurance that whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And uh, faith begins with faith in God, His ability, and our cooperation with His supernatural ability to change circumstances. And for us to have faith, we need to be walking with God, to have real faith, as I quoted from Proverbs 28 last evening at the closing of the fasting prayer call after Pastor Gerber shared the Word of God. I also quoted Proverbs 28, and verse 1 of Proverbs 28 says that the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. And I share that in connection with fear. And when a person is righteous, fear has no place to be there, and faith can exist. Faith can thrive and truly be demonstrated, exercised, when a person is walking right. And I said that in connection keeping in mind the story of Samson as it was shared yesterday by Pastor Ruba, among many other things as the Spirit of God gave to her. That when he wasn't walking right, the faith wasn't there. He thought it was there, but it wasn't there. So to be bold as a lion and to do exploits in God's name, to overcome the enemy, we have to walk right. It's only those who are doing right, walking right, that has, that have the ability to exercise genuine faith. Faith in God, as the Lord says. When repentance is truly there, then faith is demonstrated to be an existence in that individual. When there's thorough repentance, 
the consciousness is clear. But if not, then the, whatever faith that person had begins to dwindle away. And as Samson was overpowered by the Philistines, so a believer who's not walking with God would also be overpowered by the enemy. God wants us to have real faith, and the real faith comes by obedience. There's no question about that. When we look at Genesis through Revelation, the whole Bible, you see that only the righteous person can exercise faith in God or demonstrate real faith in God. That person has the right to expect whatever he says and whatever he prays or she prays will come to pass. It's very important to follow God's commandments so that we can have whatever we say. And whatever things we ask in prayer, we will have. Now, this next, the next two verses are in connection also with that uh, statement on faith that Jesus says. It's very important that we have forgiveness. And whenever you stand praying, verse 25 if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. One thing we cannot do with or live with is unforgiveness, harboring unforgiveness. That blocks everything. Because that's one of the hallmarks or main features of a Christian. The person has real love which forgives First Corinthians 13 says love keeps no record of wrong it doesn't harbor and hold that someone did me wrong and use that against that person but it forgives so that God's love can remain we abide in Jesus who forgave the people that crucified him while he was being crucified. When the act was just about complete, with all the breath that he had left, pushing himself up on the cross to try to gasp for air, in that time he said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That Lord Jesus, to identify with him, is to forgive people. And 1 Corinthians 13 says you can have faith to move mountains, but if you don't have love, you are nothing. It's as if to say God doesn't care. But any person that can come to him and say, through faith, Lord, I had all this happen to me. But he's looking for faith that works by love. And to exercise love, real love, is also to exercise the faith that is accepted with God. It takes faith that God gave me a commandment. And every time I obey God's commandment, no matter how I feel, I know that there's a blessing for me. God wishes to bless me. His commandment is life. To harbor unforgiveness is to choose death. 
is internal depth. doesn't matter if it's a child, a man or a woman. The person is experiencing death, not life, when they don't forgive. This is the style, this is the distinct quality of a real Christian, person that forgives. Notice he says here that a person's entry into heaven depends upon whether they will forgive or not. Whenever you stand praying, Jesus said, if you have anything against anyone, that covers everything, doesn't it? That covers everyone. If you have anything against anyone, is it possible for a Christian to harbor bitterness, unforgiveness, to hold a grudge? Yes. At that point, that Christian begins to experience what the fig tree experienced, begin to decay inside because they're choosing a path that is not from heaven. It's the path of the devil to harbor unforgiveness, bitterness, and hold grudges. The Lord says, if you do such a thing, if you don't forgive, if you're angry with people, if you're mean to people, they all indicate that your heart is not right before God. Because if you don't forgive, verse 26, Jesus says, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Clearly, he's talking to believers. Because, you see, John's gospel, those who did not believe in him or receive him, he said, your father is the devil. The religious people, the Jewish people, who had the oracles of God, the law of God, they knew it all but they chose to be infidels or unbelievers by their actions and their thoughts. Their motivations were wrong. So he told them, your father really is the devil. You think God is your father because you came from Abraham and you have all of the law and all the things that are the privileges of the Jewish people. He said, if you don't love, if you don't have mercy, you don't have faith, If you don't exercise judgment or righteousness, he told the Pharisees and the leaders along with them, Matthew 23, he says, you're like graves that men walk over and they don't know. Rotten bones are underneath. There's decay and corruption. He said, that's how you are. You may be alive. You may have a pulse. You may be going from one place to another. You're busy. Even doing things for God, but your heart is not right. That's what he said to them. Pardon me. The Lord is always concerned about the state of our hearts. No matter what we do, how's the heart first? have to forgive and that forgiveness is a is an expression of God's love active in a human being's heart the Lord says hey, if you don't forgive 
your Father in Heaven will not forgive you your sins. Which is to say, you will not make it to Heaven. Because there's no one in Heaven who's admitted there who goes unforgiven. It's the redeemed, the people who have benefited from the blood of Jesus Christ. They have learned to forgive. They learned to love. Matthew 5, even the enemies. And for Christians, especially the enemies, that's how you really know God's love is working. Because like Jesus did on the cross, when they were engaged in the very act of not only crucifying him, but they mocked him. They said, this man that was able to save others, look, he can't even save himself. If you're really the Son of God, why don't you come down from the cross? Let's see your power. With many such insults, they mocked him while he was in the greatest pain anyone could ever experience. Despite of that, his bleeding heart was so full of love. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. Now the Lord will come back as judge. At that moment, there will be no forgiveness for any evil person. Absolutely no forgiveness. Why? Because they would have spat at him when he said, I forgive you. And because he's God, he has to execute judgment. Evil cannot continue in his universe. But for us, we're not judges. We have to follow the example of the Lord Jesus, especially as a human being, how he lived and what he did. We can't gloss over this because our eternity depends upon whether we really love people and forgive them. Verse 27, Then they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes and the elders came to him. These are the people, if you read the crucifixion scene, these were among the people, the chief priests also, who were mocking him. He knew these are the very people that are going to mock me when I'm on the cross. You don't see the Lord having this foreknowledge harboring bitterness and anger. I know what he's going to do, what they're going to do. Here comes that crook over there. And how many times we make judgments and we walk around with a smile. We could. But inside we really hate people. We may have good reason in our own estimation because we know they're evil or they will do evil. But there's a freedom that the Lord Jesus had. He wouldn't do like most people did, he walked in the freedom that comes from loving, forgiving, and continuing to obey God. And as he was walking in the temple, the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders came to him, and they said to him, by what authority are you doing these things? They're saying, who are you? How can you do all these things? You're not part of our group. We're the ones in charge. What kind of authority do you have? Who gave you authority? do these things. How 
do you answer such a question? If you came to do God's will, and these bullies come around all the time to harass a person that's doing good, to try to trap and catch that person in the word so they can put them away, they are evil, anti-good. They don't want good. They want to have corruption. They're greedy and evil. And they're asking the Holy One who gave you authority. But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one question. Then answer me and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from men? Answer me. The Lord's forerunner, predecessor, the one who came right before him, John the Baptist, was a man who they found in the desert regions, a man who is actually a priest by genealogy, by the call of God. He was the son of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah was a priest. This man was very unusual. He didn't go and perform the duties of a priest in the temple, but in the desert, he performed the duties of the priest to intercede, to stand between God and man, to tell them, you need to repent. And that was the responsibilities of the priest to accept sacrifices, presumably, of those who really meant it. And God would speak on that time and time again, that if people come to the priest who stood between God and the people and presented their sacrifices and said, I'm sorry, I'm showing God that I'm sorry for my sins and I need some covering. My family and I, we're going to be cut off from Israel. We're not going to make it if we don't present these sacrifices. So here it is. According to the law, whether turtle doves for poor people or rams or lambs or bullocks, a whole bunch of sacrifices. To do what? Try to get that insurance to cover myself and my family. But God said, I've been observing Israel do this for a while, and I see that their hearts are not right. They're not forgiving. They're bitter. They're fighting over property. They're fighting and swindling one another, cheating one another, they're committing adultery. They're violent. They're wicked, full of evil, and they're coming with the sacrifices. God said, I don't want the sacrifices. They're not going to work for you because you're not right in your heart. John the Baptist was found in the desert regions to tell the people you have to be right in your heart to be accepted with God. And he led them to repentance and baptism to turn over their lives to God. First of all, acknowledging that they were extortioners. They went around, the soldiers did, and others threatening people for money unjustly, taking money from people, robbing them. And others were very selfish. They wouldn't share their clothing or their food with the needy. 
God had very hard words for them. He said, how can you live like this? You don't care about your brother. You don't care about your sister. You just care about yourself. That's not what I taught you. Back in Deuteronomy 6, the very first commandment was, you shall love the Lord your God. Worshipping God truly means to love Him with all the heart, with all the mind, with all the soul, with all the strength. They left that. They began to deal with technicalities where they can check off the box and say, I fulfilled all these things. It's like a student going to school who looks at the bare minimum requirements instead of seeing it as an opportunity to absorb everything I can to get my money's work, so to speak. Because after all, it's for me to gain all I can, not just to make the minimum requirements. The Word of God is given for us to absorb and say, Lord, this is life. Your commandments are life. I need to gain life. I want all of it. Lord, I want all of you, Jesus. Take all of me. Take all of me, Lord. Take my interests, my hobbies. Take my motivations. Take my friends. Take my family. Take my life. Everything belongs to you, Lord. And you be the judge over my life and show me what things need to go what things need to stay. This is what John the Baptist was telling the people in the desert regions. And people came from all over, from all over, to this man who is dressed with leather skin. He had a girdle, leather girdle, and he ate honey and locusts. He was called by God to be a rugged prophet in the manner of Elijah by whose spirit or in whose spirit he came as Jesus said he's a man who feared no one he spoke the truth God was speaking through John the Baptist and Jesus brought his life Jesus brought his life right before these people who accused him, basically saying, you have no authority to do whatever you're doing here. Who are you? Who gave you authority? The Lord said, who gave John, whom you all know, the authority? Did God give it to him? Was it from heaven or did he assume it himself? Did it come from man? Which is great, in other words. It's reminiscent of what the apostles said in the book of Acts when the same people came to them and threatened them. We're going to beat you. We'll imprison you. Don't talk about Jesus. And Peter said, you judge whether it's right for us to do what you say or what God says. Jesus is plainly saying, just like John the Baptist, I'm not here to get any ordination papers from you to be a prophet or a priest. I'm not here to get authority from men. I'm coming from above. My authority is from above. He put that question to them to reveal their hearts. They were clever foxes. They reasoned among themselves when the question was put to them. 
publicly. They said to themselves, well, there's a choice here. It's either or. We can either say, because he gave us only two choices, the baptism of John, the ministry of John the Baptist. It's either from heaven or from men. This is what he's put to us. And they reason among themselves saying, if we say from heaven, he will say, why then did you not believe him? You knew he's from heaven. How come you didn't believe him? He would have called them unbelievers right there on the spot. And the reason also, but if we say from men, and these people feared the crowds because they all knew that John was really a prophet, that he was not just an ordinary man. He was a prophet. They were stuck. And the answer they gave to Jesus was no real answer. They said, I don't know. Shrugged their shoulders before the living God and said, I really can't answer you, yes or no. Either or. We just don't know. They lied. And Jesus answered and said to them, not you liars, not now. Later on he would say, you have no truth in you. Your father is a devil and he's alive from the beginning. But here at this point, the Lord's words were calculated there's not one word that was idle, that was out of anger, unjustified. He was exactly speaking what God wanted to speak. And that's what will happen to us. When we are familiar with the Lord Jesus and his words, we won't speak out of turn. We won't say things that we'll regret. There'll be a oneness and unity with the Spirit of God that will be guided in our conversations to speak what God wants us to speak. And nothing prematurely. And Jesus answered and said to them, You don't answer me, and I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. I'm not going to spell it out for you. In other words, you're not worthy of an answer for me. You're hypocrites. But he left it at that. You don't know. I'm not telling you what you want to know from me. We will look at this parable in the next chapter before we conclude for this morning. But may the Lord help us to have our own hearts sifted. Christianity is not just about prophecies and miracles, good times, material gain, and happiness. Christianity begins with holiness and continues with that righteousness God is looking to see if Christ is formed in us, and that should be the priority. And that's why the emphasis always in any real ministry, a real servant of God, a real child of God, according to the Bible, is to continue to inspect our lives. Inspect our lives to see if the fruit of the Spirit is really there. Every day we have the great privilege. There are people who work as meat inspectors, Vegetable inspectors, fruit inspectors, governmental authorities, they'll come to inspect a school system. They'll come to inspect factories and they'll see if people are abiding by the law, which is supposed to protect 
the population. There are people who go around inspecting to see if the quality of products meet the standard, the safety standards, hopefully, first and foremost, that would protect the general population and that there's no fraud. If I'm to determine whether I'm really free before God in this spirit or fraud, I have to make sure I have the fruit. I have to look at my life because that's the ultimate thing that God is looking for. Are you producing good fruit? Because that will show whether you're a good tree or bad tree. And although the fruit can mean winning souls and doing ministry and uh, expanding ministry, going into new areas, and it's exciting. The first kind of fruit God is looking for is the fruit of the Spirit. And there's a danger for believers, a real danger for people who are familiar with the Word of God, that when we hear the Word of God, we have a valve system that shuts off and the water of life does not go through anymore because we decided, I have enough of that water. Can we talk about miracles and prophecies and promises and prosperity? Can we talk about how I'm going to be number one in education and I'm going to have a great business expanding and still in that very immature state coming to Jesus for increase for me, me, me. Is my heart ready to lay down for the Lord? Is it worthy? Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is first of all love. The words that we speak, do they reflect love or do they reflect anger, unforgiveness, bitterness, fault finding, accusations? A Christian can be full of things that are outside of the character of Jesus Christ. And unless Unless I am determined that my heart needs to be right with God. You see, it's the question of the heart. I can say I surrender all and I can cry and weep and pray, but if I'm mean to my neighbor and especially another Christian, very dangerous because now I'm behaving like the devil. The devil's fruit is not love, but hatred. Not joy, but fear and disturbance within negativity not peace it's hostility and looking at people differently and judging wrongly but a Christian who's walking with God has this peace and has this ability to not judge people unrighteously. How many people who call themselves believers carry prejudices? It may not just be racial prejudice, it may be prejudice against another person in the same race. There's this judgment that they are different or they're not like me or they're not worthy like me. 
or they're not good like me and they're looking for my downfall or they're saying this and all kinds of things within the heart. God says, that's not what I taught you. That's not what I died for. What did he die for? He died to set us free so we can have a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, this meekness and self-control. So we need to make sure we have these qualities. And as you see in Second Peter 1, these qualities are abounding. That means they're growing. I can close that tap. When the Holy Spirit's flowing, and I'm feeling His joy, His love, His peace. He just touched me. His kindness. God's been so good to me. I can weep in His presence. But when I turn around and look at somebody else, and I begin to be hostile, gnash my teeth, begin to want to condemn them because they did this, or they thought this, or they said this, I'm just turning that valve off. I'm turning that tap off. Now, the water cannot flow into me. I become dry and barren, and I wonder, why do I feel like this? Because I wasn't watching the way the Lord told me to watch. My own heart. That's the obligation. The first and foremost duty of every believer is to watch their own hearts, not watch somebody else's heart. First of all, judge myself. That's why the Lord said, that first you need to take this huge log that you have in your eyes before you look at your neighbor's eyes and try to take the little speck out of there. Oh, look, Lord, he has a speck. That's not good. You have a speck. You said this, you did this. And so, you're not right. Let me help you. Let me teach you. Jesus said, don't do that. Don't worry about other people and try to teach them if you have a log in your own eye. You need to break down before me and get that log out of your eye. You have a bigger problem. Gentleness and self-control among the two final qualities of the fruit of the Spirit. Against such there's no law, the Bible says. And those who are Christ, belong to Christ, have crucified that old nature with its passions and desires. Quick to get angry. Quick to judge. Quick to say, you're at fault, not me. Don't talk about me. But you know, when we come to God, when we come to His Word, and we have a spiritual checkup every day at the feet of Jesus, first thing in the morning, if we're good patients come, coming to the great physician, we'll have a thorough checkup. And we can be treated with the best treatment and released with the best spiritual health for that day. Where I am humble, forgiving, full of peace. And any situation that comes up, my first question is not about how I can gain or how, how I can escape. It would be how I can remain constant, just like Jesus. Jesus had opposition. These people came and harassed him. They kept coming to find fault with him. They were tricky. They tried to trap him in his words. They, he, it was like a, an attack of bees and flies all the time. They're coming around him. You don't see the Lord getting annoyed or lashing out. 
He knew this is the path where the enemy will try to trip me up. But he can't, because I always do what pleases the Father. Let's read this final parable in Mark 12. Then he began to speak to them in parables. I should say, let's finally read the parable this morning. One of the parables. A man planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a place for the wine vat and built a tower. He planted a vineyard. He wanted to get juice eventually. He leased it. He leased it to vine dressers and went to a far country. He had these farmers and he said, you take care of it. And he went on a trip. Now, at vintage time, he sent a servant to the these tenant farmers, vine dressers, that he might receive some of the fruit of his own vineyard from the vine dressers. It's his property, his vine and vineyard. It's time to get that juice. Let's get some of it. He sent a servant to go find out. And they took him. They took this man's servant, the owner's servant. They beat him up and sent him away empty-handed. These people that he hired beat one of his servants when he went to collect some of his own fruit. You can imagine his reaction. What on earth did they do? What's going on here? Again, he sent them another servant. And at him, they threw rocks. They threw stones. Wounded him in the head. And sent him away shamefully treated. And again, he sent another. This person they killed. And many others. Progressive violence here. First, the first servant was beaten up. They didn't give him any fruit of the vine. They beat him up instead. The second one, they threw stones and they wounded him in the head. They threw it at his head. Sent him away. Shamefully treated. You can imagine this owner's eyes getting wider and wider. And he's in shock. He sent one more servant. And then another one. They killed them. They beat some and killed some. Finally, he sent his son who has his seal, his authority. That too is one son, his only son, his beloved. He also sent him to them at last, saying they will definitely be careful because this is my son. But those vine dressers, they had another thought altogether. They didn't think about it. This is the owner's son. We'll be in big trouble if we touch him. These are ruthless, evil people. They reason this is the heir. This is the guy that's going to own it all. Come on, let's kill him. And we'll get the inheritance. We'll just steal everything. This is how the devil is. He's vicious. He's wicked. 
And the people who follow the devil, they'll be vicious and wicked. So they took him and killed him and cast him out of the vineyard. Jesus in this parable asks the question to the hearers, now what will that owner of the vineyard do? The Lord answers the question, he will come and destroy the vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. Obviously, to those who are worthy and they know their place, they know what they're there for, they're not going to try to assassinate the owner, his son, and take over his business. But Jesus says to these people who came to try to trap him in his words and try to find fault with him, he said, have you not read the scripture? The Lord said, let me tell you the big picture. These are not isolated events and instances where people are coming to try to find fault with him and trying to take away his authority, and trying to accuse him publicly. He said, what's really happening here is, I am that son. Haven't you read this scripture? The stone which the builders, you know, they're there with all kinds of material to make this building and there's one stone they're all rejecting. We don't want this stone. But before God, he has chosen that particular stone to be the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. He's saying, you're rejecting me. I'm the one responsible for God's building. I'm the person that God has sent his only son, as he said in John three sixteen, for God so loved this world. Which kind of world? What kind of world? A very evil world, full of selfishness, greediness, immorality, violence. Like in Noah's day, God said enough is enough. There's too much violence, too much evil. It's gotten to a point where I cannot do anything anymore. I'm going to wipe everybody out. That's how evil they were. For God to say that, that means they were extremely evil. Because God is the most patient person. He waited hundreds of years for Israel. In our lives, how many times has He forgiven us? How many times has He given us second chances, quote-unquote? He's been so patient with us. That's how God is. But when He says, I have to draw the line right now, that means evil is just out of control. There's no remedy. But he saved eight people, Noah, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Because Noah was righteous, and his family was also apparently righteous. And the Lord predicted in the last days before I return, violence will be out of control. Immorality, all kinds of evil. We're in such a day and age. Corruption is at incredible proportions. At every level, murders, all kinds of wicked things happening, perversion. People who are supposed to be professionals helping other people, inside their hearts, they're full of evil. People who are responsible for other people's lives. They treat human life so cheap. 
but they wouldn't want to be treated that way. Such evil. God says, as in Noah's day, that's how people will be. But they'll be acting very casual, going to work, buying property, marrying. God will see that the sin has reached all the way up to heaven. He has to act. If we don't want to be among that crowd, we shouldn't reject Jesus Christ as these people did. They were religious, but they had no life, spiritual life. And the Lord says here, the stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. He quoted the Psalms. Again, Psalm 118. And they sought to lay hands on him. He's saying, just like the parable I told you, you know my father will destroy everyone that tries to destroy me. What did they do after they hear this? Did they repent? Did they get startled that he's quoting the Psalms? Maybe there's something we're missing. Maybe we need to rethink our position. Maybe like Nicodemus who came to Jesus by night among the rulers. He had a change of heart. He said, I'm not joining with the rest of the people. And Joseph of Arimathea, I'm not giving my consent for this man to be crucified. I know I'm one against the majority here. How can I consent to kill this man who's innocent, who's a sent from God? Nicodemus and Joseph of Arimathea were rulers, but they stood alone, as it were, among their crowd, standing for the truth, to stand for Jesus. But the rest of them, they were so filled with jealousy and evil, as Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, would say or understand later, that it was for envy that the chief priests the scribes and the elders just delivered Jesus, saying, we want this man dead. And the question came up from the Roman governor, who was evil himself. What did he do? They brought false witnesses, all evil, false accusations. These people were bent on killing. They're religious they had a million dollar smile. People respected them. They had money. But they were murderous. And they sought to lay hands on him. They wanted to kill him on the spot. But they feared the crowds. For they knew he had spoken the parable against them. So they left him and went away. How does this apply to us? First of all, we need to know the story. This is our story. This is our Savior's story. What he endured. It wasn't an easy life. But he never compromised the truth. The question is, how is it with us? Can we face problems and still hold fast to integrity and truth? Are, are we coming to God as we keep hearing these days lately for bread and fish? Bless me, Lord, bless me, Lord. You know, that's all I ever hear. No one cares, no one weeps, no one even sheds a tear. You see, it's about me and my Christian family. 
how we can get ahead and be blessed and prosper. God will do all of those things because he's a good father. But is the soul prospering? And how do we know that my soul and your soul, my heart and your heart is right in the sight of God. You've got to have truth, love, forgiveness, mercy, and all the fruit of the Spirit that we mentioned from Galatians 5.22. We need to have the spiritual checkup every day. And then, if my conscience is clear, and if I know that I'm growing in Jesus from the inside out, it's always from the inside out, then I have confidence that what I ask Him, He will give me. And the kingdom of God will come down to me. I can really be a bright light. When other people are hating, they're prejudiced, they're backbiting, they're gossiping, they'll see me as someone that brings shame to them just by my behavior and my reactions because I'm following Jesus Christ. And among the crowd, there'll be people who will be hostile because they don't like the light. It doesn't matter. When the light of Jesus comes into us, no one can extinguish that light, even if they kill us. Give us an eternal light. And anyone, Jesus said, who believes in me and dies, will live again because I'll raise that person up. There's no defeat in the path of the cross. There's no defeat when we suffer, when we're mocked because we're doing the right thing. God is a crown reserved for us. And in the presence of our enemies, just like Jesus did, not only will these people, the very nation that rejected him, and all the people see him, one day when he comes to stand on the Mount of Olives, Right there in Israel, when he comes down from heaven, as the angels told the disciples, the way you saw him go up is the way he's going to come down with great glory. And the people who pierced him, who crucified him, will be ashamed and full of mourning. And the demons in hell, including the chief devil, the devil himself, Satan, he put them to shame when he resurrected. It says in the book of Colossians, Paul's letter to the believers in Colossae, that he made an open show of them. He brought them to shame publicly. He put them to shame publicly. He made an open show of them publicly. He defeated them on the cross and in his resurrection. And the final note for us from Jesus' life is that the same thing will happen to us no matter what we have to endure as we follow the Lord. He will prepare a table for me and for you. It's guaranteed when he's my shepherd. I'm following him. The chief shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, the bishop of our souls. In the presence of your enemy, your enemies and my enemies, when we're faithful to the Lord, He will prepare a table. He'll spread a table out. And the enemies will be watching. They can't do anything about it. And God will take this horn or this cup of oil 
poured upon her head that signifies blessing and anointing. Where? In the presence of her enemies. With certain God's goodness and mercy will follow us forever. And we'll be in this house forever. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord, for your truth, Lord. May the word continue to wash us clean, to make us righteous before you, Lord, in our actions and our thoughts and our motives. Help us to know that the main thing for us is not external prosperity or good things for our families, for our spouses, for our children. But the main thing is the fruit of the Spirit in our hearts, in our dealings, in our conversations. And God may be honored and He'll be pleased to dwell with us. We need you, Lord, more than anyone else, anything else. And you only dwell with people who keep your words, which means to obey them, who take it seriously. And I thank you, Lord, that we can produce good fruit. We can have the nine-fold expression of the Holy Spirit within our lives the fruit of the Spirit. And if we do, we have everything. Because blessing will follow us. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you, Father in heaven. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for suffering for us way before you went on the cross. You suffered at the hands of people who were filled with the devil. Everywhere you're doing good and releasing people from the bondage of that cruel taskmaster. Satan, you set people free everywhere. But there are groups of people who hated you no matter what good you did. They wanted to kill you and they ended up doing that. But, Lord, it was the Father's will, the stone that the builders rejected. Like the son that was sent finally by the landowner. You were sent, Lord, after you sent all the prophets who they stoned and killed and cut in half. They mocked. Finally, when you sent your son, they crucified him. And he took all our sins. On the third day, he rose from the dead, victorious. I thank you, Lord, that we cannot be defeated when we're in you, following you. You'll take care of our problems, Lord. You're interested in our problems. Lord, you're interested in our problems. You're interested in our day. I pray, Lord, that the grandeur of the message from the Bible today, this portion of Mark's Gospel, would help us to see everything in perspective. The God who loved me enough to come down and die on the cross for me. Justify me through his precious blood remove all my ungodliness and filthiness and former life from me not a record is there of that old life that Lord as we continue in the new life doing the right thing before you that you'll take care of every one of our problems because you took care of the greatest problem which is a sin problem that separates us from you 
And how shall you, not along with him, give us all things? Who gave us freely your son, died for our sins. Thank you, Lord. May the confidence that comes from your truth, your forgiveness, your mercy, your love in our lives, steer everyone today to expect good things to happen because our Father is with us as we follow you. Lord, you said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Thank you, Lord. You're the God who came into the temple to heal, restore, bind up the wounds, make us brand new. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Praise the Lord. Anyone who would like to pray, you can go ahead and pray. Last call. Anyone who would like to pray, you can pray. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this word, Lord. Thank you for a new day. Thank you for your presence here, Lord. Thank you for being with Pastor Pradeep and giving him the strength to give the word this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient, Lord. Your power is made perfect in our weakness, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, that your mercies are new every morning and great is your faithfulness, Lord. Father, I just, as I think about the vineyard, Lord, the the man who who owned the vineyard and who was sending his servants and each one coming back, some of them not coming back because they were killed, Lord, it's just getting worse each time, Lord, and yet. He, went, he ended up sending his son, knowing what could possibly happen. I thank you, Lord, that despite all of the wickedness, Lord, you still sent Jesus on our behalf, Lord. I thank you for that, Father. Thank you, Jesus, for everything that you went through, all the suffering, Lord. Thank you. So that we could receive forgiveness, Lord. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you would help me to make sure, Lord, that there's nothing, nothing in my heart, no, no root of bitterness or unforgiveness, Lord, toward anyone, Father. It's easy to love people who love us, Lord. But I pray, Father, for a greater anointing to love those who don't love me, who are opposed to the truth, Lord, who are offended by the way that I walk in this, Lord. Those are the people that I need to love, Lord. 
And I need your grace to do that, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we can do that, Lord. Thank you that you set that example for us so beautifully, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you would just give me much grace, Lord, especially now when I'm not feeling well, Lord. It's just easy to not have patience, Lord. But I thank you, Lord. I pray, Father, that you would just continue to develop that fruit of patience, Lord, and kindness, Lord. And I pray, Father, that you would help me to be slow to speak, Lord. People are lost. And I pray, Father, that you would just help me to be mindful of that. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the work that you're doing in me, Lord. Thank you for giving me clearer eyes, Lord, to see in the Spirit, Lord, the things that need to be removed, the things that need to be pruned, Lord, so that I can bear much fruit, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, continue to be with Pastor Kruba and Elizabeth, Samuel, Lord. We speak healing, wholeness, and restoration, Pastor Pradeep, Lord. Plead the blood of Jesus over them in the name of Jesus. Strengthen them, Father, I pray. Your Holy Spirit would just hover over them, Lord. Strengthen them. Bless them, Father, for their faithfulness, Lord. Bless them in the name of Jesus. Be with Daniel, Esther, Joseph, and Pastor Kruba's parents and Pastor Pradeep's parents, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Be with my brothers and sisters, Father, especially those who are sick, Lord. We just speak healing, wholeness, and restoration over their body, soul, mind, and spirit, Lord. Strengthen them, Lord. May the joy of the Lord be their strength. Put a song of praise in their heart, Lord. Provide for all of their needs according to your riches and glory, Lord. Thank you, Father. We're being said much, Lord, and I pray, Father, for me, Lord, that you would help me to apply all of these things to my life, Lord. So that when the time comes, Lord, and you call me to you, Lord, I will be found faithful. I praise you and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Precious and powerful is the blood of Jesus that covers us all to give us healing and relief and strength and give us Give us an opportunity to produce good fruit. Be like our Heavenly Father. Brokenness, brokenness is what I long for. Brokenness is what I need. Brokenness, brokenness is what you want from me.
Holiness, holiness is what I long for more and more. Holiness is what I need. Holiness, holiness is what you want from me. Faithfulness, faithfulness to your word is what I long for. Faithfulness is what I need more and more. Faithfulness, faithfulness is what you want from me. Lord, take my heart and form it. Take my mind, transform it. Take my will, conform it to yours, to yours. O Lord, to yours, to yours, O Lord. So take my heart and form it. Take my will and conform it. Jesus, take my mind. You transform it to be just like yours, to yours, O Lord. To yours, to yours, O Lord. To yours. To yours, O Lord. Brokenness. Let the word of God break our hearts. Break our hearts up. That every fallow ground, hard ground will be broken up. So the word implanted can produce a good harvest. Even today. A new opportunity to produce good fruit before Father. Wherever we are, wherever we go, whatever we do to have the fruit of the Spirit, to forgive, to love, to have faith and be faithful. Broken, longing for holiness more, and even more faithful to do the things Jesus told us today. Praise be to the Lord. Anyone else who would like to pray? You can pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you this morning, Lord. Just thank you for your love, for your goodness, Lord, for your mercies that are new every morning, Lord. Thank you for the cross, Lord Jesus, for coming and dying for us, Lord God, just for saving us, Lord, and reconciling us to the Father. Just thank you and praise you for your word, Lord. Thank you for the power of your word, Lord. Thank you for our pastors who bring it forth every day, Lord, to just encourage us, exhort us, Lord, to lead us closer to you. I just praise you and thank you, Lord. Thank you for bringing Pastor Pradeep this morning and Pray you continue to strengthen him, Lord. Pour out your grace on him, Lord, on their whole family. I pray the blood of Jesus over their whole family. I pray for Pastor um, Karuba, Lord, that you touch and heal her in your mercy, Lord. Bring complete healing to her body. Drive out any any um, 
um, infection or fever, chills, Lord God. Just thank you that by your stripes she is healed. Please bring complete healing to her, Lord God. And Elizabeth too, Lord, touch and heal. Elizabeth, by your stripes she is healed. Thank you, Lord God. Please pour out your grace on them. Protect the rest of the family from getting sick, Lord God. And pray just um, pour out your grace and your strength, Lord. Bless them, Lord. Help them just to draw near to you, Lord, and find strength in you. Thank you for their perseverance, Lord, and determination and and uh, their devotion to you. I pray you bless them abundantly, Lord, and bind any force of darkness that are pressing them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, that no weapon forged against them will prevail. Lord, I just lift up my sister Heidi to you, and I just thank you for her, Lord, and her love for you, and I just pray that you would strengthen her, Lord. I pray you touch and heal her body, Lord. In Jesus' name, by your stripes, she is healed. And for Mike, too, Lord, touch and heal him, Lord, of the limes and the Epstein bar, Lord God, I just pray. Thank you that you're able to do measurably more than all we ask or imagine according to your powers that work within us. I pray you would touch and heal them, Lord, strengthen them. Lord, help them just to draw near to you and to worship you, Lord, and to trust in you. Just bind any force of darkness that are oppressing them, Lord, through sickness or through discouragement or whatever, Lord, that you would just strengthen them, Lord, and give them an overwhelming sense of your presence, Lord. Just bless them, Lord, and minister to them and, and bring healing to their bodies, Lord God, and pray again for their home that you just remove every single mold spore, Lord God, that the home would be totally cleaned out, that they would be able to move back in, Lord, soon, and uh, just bless them, Lord. I just pray for everyone in our church who's suffering, Lord, and with um, sickness, Lord, that you bring your healing, your encouragement, your strength, Lord. We just help us all just to fix our eyes on you, Lord, and to just to persevere and and to trust you with all our hearts, lean on our own understanding, to just praise you and thank you, Lord. Thank you. I just praise you. Thank you so much. I pray you be with um, Avni and Harsh and Shwok as I believe today they're traveling back to Australia. And I uh, just pray you protection. Or I can't remember if that was yesterday, but I just pray your protection over them, Lord. And, and thank you for all that you've done in their lives, Lord. Continue to draw them closer to you. I praise you and thank you. I pray for Stanley and Jinsi. I thank you so much for them, Lord. And what a blessing they are to all of us. And I pray that you bless them, Lord, in their marriage and their family and um, and as they're caring for their children, Lord. I pray for uh, Jinsi that you'd help her at her job, Lord, to be a light for you, that you would anoint her hands, Lord, to bring healing and, and anoint her, her tongue, Lord, to bring your word and to lead people to you, Lord, give her more opportunities to share the gospel and just pray your blessing upon them, Lord. And I just thank you and praise you, Lord. Praise your holy name. I pray for Jeff for complete healing for him, Lord God, and that you would work in their children and Enoch, Faith, and Elijah, Lord, to draw them to yourself to see their need for you. Please save them, Lord. Please save Amanda, Lord, and Christina, Lord, and um, Lord Prodigals, Alyssa, Lord. I just I just pray that you would be working, Lord, to draw all our prodigals to yourself, Lord, and I just praise you. I thank you so much. I just pray your uh, continued blessing on this week of fasting and prayer, that you would strengthen each one of us, Lord, and and that you would just do a mighty work in us and in our families, Lord, to tear down strongholds of the enemy and to draw us all closer to you and to fill us with your spirit, Lord, that we could be effective ministers of your gospel and your healing and your deliverance and and just have you way in us, Lord. Just praise you and thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. I will run the race with endurance, with the grace that has been provided. I will keep my eyes on Jesus, 
and I'll fight the good fight of faith. I will daily walk in his footsteps. He's the author and perfecter of my faith. And I will receive the crown in glory. And I'll hear him say, well done to me. For there is no defeat. There is no defeat. There is no defeat. In the path of the cross, in the path of the cross, and I will lay down my life. What a privilege to receive the crown of life. Not my will, but your will be done, Lord. The fruit of the Spirit at all times is what we desire. But it takes us to lay down our desires. I will lay down my life, all my rights, to hear him say well done to me. So I will carry my cross and I'll walk in the path of my Lord. If you've heard the word and you believe it, let's sing these two stanzas that we commit to the Lord. I laid down my life to receive the crown of life. I will lay down my life to hear him say well done to me. For I will carry my cross and I'll walk in the path of my Lord. I will run the race with endurance with the grace that has been provided. I will daily walk in his footsteps. He's the author and perfecter of my faith. And I will receive the crown in glory and I'll hear him say, well done to me. For there is no defeat. There is no defeat. There is no defeat in the path of the cross, in the path of the cross. And I will lay down my life to receive the crown of life. Yes, I will lay down my life 
but that I would be led by your Holy Spirit. I thank you for what it is that you're doing in me. It's, it's very uncomfortable, Lord, but I know it's important. And I welcome the uncomfortability because it's building a, a, a godly humility and a reverence, Lord, for you. And it, it's showing an inner part of me, Lord, that you're you're changing in me, Lord. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you for that. For meekness and, and a mildness, Lord. To be a peacemaker, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I ask, Lord, that you would bless our pastors, Lord. That you would bless them, Lord. Yes, I come in agreement, Lord. That you would touch Pastor and Esther and Elizabeth, Lord, in their fullness, Lord. To full health, Lord. Pastor D, that you would continue to strengthen him as he had mentioned that he's, as he's caring for the family and he's also taking care of other multiple needs, Lord, that you would you would strengthen his hands and feet, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you and we rejoice over the healings, Lord, of Samuel and Jesse, Lord. And their complete healing, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. We praise you, Lord. Thank you. We praise you. And I do, Lord, with every every prayer request, Lord, I come in agreement and I stand united, Lord, that you would touch our brothers and sisters, Lord that you would be magnified through their healings and deliverance, Lord, through Carlene and, and Yvonne's healing, Lord, and Mimi, Lord. Lord, you are, you're just continuously pouring out, pouring out on our church, Lord, our church family. Lord, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, for our brothers and sisters that are across the world, Lord, and what it is that you're doing in, in the families, Lord, the rejoicings, the celebrations, the baptisms, the, the, the baptisms of the Holy Spirit, the life-changing, life-changing times that you're having the children's dedication, Lord, how you're growing the church, Lord, how you're growing the church. And that it's truly a church after your heart, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. And it all is because of you, Lord. For your glory on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. On earth as it is in heaven, Lord. May we all be strategic today and seek you first, Lord. What would you have us do? How would Jesus act and just reflect on the word of God? And that you, Holy Spirit, would lead and guide us. That you would lead and guide me today, Lord. And that you would protect me. That you would protect each of us. That you would go before us and stand behind us, Lord. And you would encamp your angels around us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for this new season. And for what it is that you're going to do. The time of peace, Lord. And that peace comes in all circumstances, all situations, everything. We can have peace in everything, Lord. And I thank you for that peace. I thank you, Lord, that your joy is our strength. And I thank you that your power is made perfect in our weakness. May you be glorified. May you be glorified, Lord. May we bring glory and honor to you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you and I praise you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Praise God. How good it is to reflect on the Word, to reflect on our hearts, and say, I'm going to follow this path. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning back. The Lord gives grace. With the grace that is provided, I can carry my cross. I can finish the race. It's written of the Lord Jesus, as we finish with one more song, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. The Lord wasn't walking around with his head down because he has a cross to carry and he has the death to accomplish. He was called not only a man of sorrows because of what he bore on behalf of us, but he was a man of joy. Man of joy. In our weakness, in our sickness, when the devil says it's over, doors are closed, you're in the dark, God says, I'm working in the dark. Hallelujah. He's a faithful Savior, faithful friend. He's with us and he will build us up. He will bind up our wounds. And we could say, if the Lord can, for the joy that was set before him, operate with the spirit of joy. In fact, in his high priestly prayer during that time, he said, it's written, he rejoiced in his spirit because of the revelation of God. The the pain and the suffering could not eclipse or usurp, take away, undermine the joy that he had in doing God's will. God will bring each and every one of us through. He's so good. He's so faithful. He knows our pain more than anyone else. And he's the God who's given us his word this morning to keep our eyes fixed on him. And we can say, I've got the joy. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I have the love of Jesus in my heart. I've got that peace that passeth understanding down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart, I've got that peace that passeth understanding down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy, I have the love of Jesus in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. Because I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Blessed be God's name. Anyone else? Final prayer. If anybody wants to pray, don't want to leave anyone out. If not, we'll have the benediction. Yes, I would like to pray for you guys, for your health, and um, for this a boy named Anthony. Um, uh, COVID is effect- attacking his heart and kidneys. Um, he's in serious condition. Um, I want to pray Nehemiah 14:14. 14, 
4, 13, and 14. Therefore, I positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall, and I set the people according to their families with their swords and their spears and their bows. And I looked and arose and said to the nobles, to the leaders, and to the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. I thank you, Lord, for pleading your precious blood on every, everybody that I'm praying for, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, from their fingertips to their tippy toes. I ask you to plead your precious blood on their mind and intellect. I ask you to plead your precious blood on our conscience, Lord God. Since you're pleading your precious blood on our conscience, help us live Help us listen to our spirit man and the Holy Spirit. Open up our ears to hear your voice. I pray this in Jesus' name. Praise, praise God, praise God. Praise the Lord. The awesome God is fighting on our behalf, and we're called to also intercede and fight on each other's behalf. And our focus is the word of the Lord, God's word. Praise God. Praise God for that reminder from the word of God and the prayer. Remember those who are suffering, they need help. We have joy, we have peace, but we have burdens also to bear. And we have to take them to Jesus. Lord, have mercy upon this um, boy, Lord, this individual, Anthony. Lord God, have mercy upon him. Oh, Lord. Jesus, oh Lord, reveal yourself to him, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. You're able to reverse that COVID, Lord, as we've seen, Lord. Your mighty hand, Lord, help him and his family, Lord, to look to you, Jesus. Have mercy, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for having mercy upon Christina, Lord, just prayed, and her family, Cause the Lord to continue to draw from your strength. You alone have strength to give and to sustain us, Lord. You alone can hold us together and keep us from falling apart every single time. You alone change circumstances so that we can be built up, become strong to be able to help others, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this seemingly paradoxical life, Lord, where we carry burdens and yet we're joyful. We feel your happiness, Lord, your comfort, and yes, we're also hurting with pain and with the pain of others. We're redeemed, but we're also waiting for the redemption of our bodies, of our situations. We know that the only one that can help us make sense of it all, the only one that can help us through it all and bring us out victorious is you, Lord, because you did it all. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So I pray, Lord, bless every brother, every sister with that deep peace from Jesus Christ, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be in every heart today, my Father, 
Lord, make things easy for your people where things are difficult. Lord, open the way, Lord, that they can feel your comfort. Lord, if we can feel your nearness, your presence, we can go through anything and come out on top. Thank you, Lord. So bless your people, I pray, with healing and strength and grace and provisions, Lord, from heaven. Guide their steps. Guide them with your eye because you can see the end from the beginning. We'll have a glorious day in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. To have love and forgiveness. We're broken and holy and faithful to you. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit rest and remain with you all. Amen. Praise be the Lord. God bless everyone. God bless you, Stanley, Jensi, and children. Have a glorious day in the Lord Jesus. May the word go with you. Thank you, Pastor. Have a perfect day. Thank you for the word. Praise God. My first time. God bless you. God bless you, Becky. Have a victorious day in the Lord today. God bless you, Pastor. Have a blessed day. Amen. Thank you, Becky. God bless you, Carlene. God bless Yvonne. God bless your family. And God make everything prosperous for you today. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you so much. Praise God bless you and your family as well and praying for you. Praise God. Thank you. Uh, I'm driving on the... Uh, so many accidents. At least, oh. at least twenty cars. You know. Um, I praise God. You know, I'm safe. Thank you. Praise, praise God. Oh, praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lord, I'll take you safely yes. to the destination. Praise God and back. Thank you, Pastor. Amen. God bless you, Carly. Praise God for protecting our sister there amidst all of that chaos and accidents. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. The angels of God going with Carleen. Thank you, Lord, for taking her safely to the destination, bringing her back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Your hand is with her in the vehicle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise God. God bless you, Carmel. I hope you're feeling better. God bless you. Spent in you, your family. God bless you. God bless your family. Keep praying for everyone. Should be getting better. God Amen. is on his throne. Hallelujah. I'm getting better day by day. Thank you. Thank you for all your prayers. God bless Praise you. Praise God. Our pleasure, Carmel. Yes, we're praying for you as with the church family. Praying for you. Praise God. Praise God that you're getting better. Thank and the enemy's plans are all defeated. God reverses everything. Praise God for helping you endure and to keep faithful to Him. Praise God for that, for the endurance He's given you. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for keeping your sister. Thank you, Lord. Lord, it's not over. It says it's over, but it's not because you bring healing, Lord. Sometimes, Lord, instantaneously, sometimes step by step. I thank you for the grace of our sister to keep her eyes upon you. Lord, you're her Lord and she'll never leave you because you'll never leave her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
I pray for your grace upon her sons, Lord, upon her family. Lord, that, Father, as they've gone through a difficult time also, Lord, as many of us, Lord, one by one, Father, one after another, Lord, I pray that the whole family is drawn to the foot of the cross to be in awe, to be in wonder of how beautiful and majestic you are, Lord, how you've seen them through their family through the most difficult times, Lord God Almighty. You've been the provider. You've been the blesser. You've been the protection, Lord, and forevermore. You'll keep them, Lord, and her two sons, Lord. Let them be like twin pillars in your kingdom, I pray. Lord, work in them, Lord. May they be men of God, Lord, to find the greatest joy in their Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. So bless them, protect Carmel's sons, Lord, and give her overwhelming joy to see them serving the living God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our hope is not in vain because our faith is in you, and you will do it. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your household will be saved. We stand on your word. We thank and praise you, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. My pleasure, Carlo. Glory be to God. Lord bless you. Lord bless you, Christina. God bless your son, Chris, and your family. God continue to keep you and draw you closer to him and help you in everything today. God bless you. God bless you too, Pastor. Thank you for listening to God when he spoke to your heart to give us the word. Praise God. Praise God. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Praise God. Thank you for praying for us also. Praise God. You're welcome. Thank you. It means a lot when the body of Christ prays for one another, you know, feel the pain and as best as we could and bring it before the Lord. God begins to move in mighty ways. We thank God for everyone, everybody, every sister. Every prayer is precious. I can just think of different faces that I know of people who are praying within this body of Christ here. And God is hearing every prayer. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you, Darshan and your mom, Divya, your whole family. Have a blessed rest of the day. And the Lord draw you closer to himself through the word and and um, give you the joy, the peace in everything. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you for the beautiful message from God. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you and your family. We are praying for you all. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you, Divya. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor. Have a good day. God bless you, Darshan. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. God bless you, Darshan. God bless you. God bless you, Donzi. Have a blessed day. A victorious day in Jesus. Thank you, Pastor. Have a blessed day as well. Praise God. God bless you, Mike and Heidi. Everyone's continuing to pray for you. God will bring you out of this. Praise God for giving you endurance. God bless you. Thank you so much for your prayers. Thank you for the word. We're praying for you. Praise God. Thank you, Heidi. Amen. Bye-bye. Praise God. Praise the Lord. India, God bless you. I give you a glorious day also in Jesus. Thank you, Pastor Nick. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Can you keep me in prayer? I'm having really bad kidney pain. It's like, it's yes. really bad. I'm going to go to the hospital today. Yeah. Oh. Are you drinking a lot of fluid, India? A lot of water? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I've been drinking a lot of waters, a lot of fluids. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll pray. We'll pray. Father in heaven, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for keeping India. Thank you, Lord, for keeping her alert, helping her, Lord, too. Um, go to the hospital, Lord, according to your will, Lord. Let it be done. I pray, Lord, that they would find out, Lord, what exactly it is that's causing the pain, and she'll have quick relief, Lord. There'll be nothing complicated. Jesus, I pray. May your good hand be upon her, Lord. Thank you, Lord God. Take away the pain now, Lord, even before she gets to the hospital, Lord, you can take away the pain. I pray in Jesus' name, Lord. Oh, Lord, I pray that your nail-pierced hand, the one who was crucified for her, for all of us, the Lord who died for our sins and died to set us free from every, every disease, every malady, every problem, every pain, the one who bore our pain, Lord, touch her, Lord, touch her, Lord, touch her, Lord, touch her, give me, Lord. Lord, make things well, Father, I pray. Make the, the flow to be there, Lord, as it should, Lord, and whatever is causing the pain. I pray, Lord, cause the, the nerves, Father, and the situation in the kidney, Lord, to be at ease in Jesus' name. Give relief to our sister, I pray. We pray. We pray in one accord that she must be well. Give her relief, Father. As Lord, lately, Lord, she's been giving the word to different people, Lord, in North Carolina and other places, Lord. I pray that you defeat the enemy that's trying to afflict her. In Jesus' mighty name, under her feet, in Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Give her a safe journey, Lord, and cause, Father, all to be well. Help the Lord not to have a difficult time, but an easy time, Lord, and make all well for her, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. Take away the pain, Lord. I curse that pain in Jesus' name. I curse the pain. Get out of her body in Jesus' mighty name. The healing of Jesus and the, and the, the health that she needs for that organ be given now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for relieving her of the pain. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Have a blessed day. Thank you. Yeah, Lord, make everything well. Praise God. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. God bless you. God bless you, Ginny. God bless you, Elijah, Tony. God bless all of you. Give you a, a peaceful and prosperous day. Have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. Keep on praying for you and your family. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Tony. Praise God. God bless everyone. Thank you, everyone also. God bless you. God bless you, Jody. Have a blessed day um, at work, wherever you're going today. God bless you abundantly. Thank you, Pastor. Have a very blessed day. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Jody. Praise God. The Lord bless you. Lord bless you, Johannes. God bless you abundantly. And God help you and everything. And um, praise God for the healing that he's doing in you and for the way he's speaking to you and helping you and purifying your heart. I've heard some of the messages you left. And uh, as you know, tied up here, but been hearing and praying. Praise God. God bless you, Johannes. And thank you for praying for the church. And... Uh, Yes, the message you left about the uh, skit, we will be having, probably planning, 
uh, ahead as much as we can for Easter skip. We can uh, convey the message of Jesus around that time. We're talking to you more about that. That's good when she gets better. Praise God. God bless you, the judge. Praise God for bringing you back to Florida and God strengthen you and help you to follow all the counsel of God and to be prosperous today. God bless you and your family. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Willie. God bless you family. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, Mimi. God bless you. God continue to light your path and give you glory and grace and bless Khalil and Mela. Heal everybody. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Busy. God bless you and the family as well. Thank you for everything. Have a blessed day. Amen. Praise God, Mimi. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. God willing, we'll see everyone this evening. God bless you. God bless you, Nisi. God bless Noah. God continue to keep you and help you and keep you safe and give you his joy and God, his peace. God bless you. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. God have a blessed day. Amen. Thank you, Nisi. God bless you, little prince. God bless you, Noah. Have a blessed day. Praise God. Lord bless you, Prashant. God bless Archana. God bless Arav. And trust everybody's doing better and continue to uh, get stronger. God bless you in everything that you need to do today. May everything fall into place perfectly for you. And God give you peace. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor. May God be with you also in this day and family. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you, Shilpa. Praise God for taking you back safely. I pray that everything's settled down and the children and your husband, Todd, are doing well. God bless you. Praise God. Have a blessed day, Shilpa. Thank you, Pastor Betty. God bless you. Amen. Praise God. God bless you all. God bless you, Suzanne. God bless Phil. God bless uh, the children. Praying for Jesse especially. Praying to have peace. Healing. God bless you, Pastor. Oh. Sorry. Thank you so much for your prayers, and thank you for bringing the word. God bless you and your family. And praise God, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you for praying for us. God bless you. You're all. welcome. Our pleasure. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you. God bless you, Taya. God bless you. And uh, your husband, your children, God bless you abundantly today. Thank you, Pastor Pedro. Have a blessed day. We'll keep on praying. Thank you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for praying. Praise God. That is good. And God bless you, Amini. God bless you, Amini. God keep you. Bless Arv and um, help your family to get closer to him. God continue to go before you. Make everything straight. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. Thank you for the word. Amen. Amen. God Praise. bless you, Pastor. God bless you, Prince. Little Prince. God bless you, Arv. God bless you. Praise God. Continue to read the word with your mom. Okay? And have a, a blessed day. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Have a blessed day, everyone. God willing, we will have a fasting prayer meeting at 6. And may God bless you as you walk with the King. Thank you, Pastor. God bless you. And God bless you. Praise God.